back as we jump right into our discussion for this evening. And the question that we're looking at is, is entrepreneurship the solution to unemployment in South Africa? This is a way more complicated question than what it seems at face value. I mean, the obvious answer is yes, right? Um, Because the more businesses there are in the country, the more people can be employed and the more people can have money to spend in the economy. Therefore, we have a circulation of uh, money and goods within the country, which means a growing economy. So with just not even getting into the nitty gritties, the technicalities, the general answer, the general right, correct answer to this question is yes. But it's a bit of a complicated question because there is someone who might be sitting there and thinking, yes, but our government should be doing something about the unemployment problem within South Africa. It shouldn't just be entrepreneurs because you can't build a business in a country where the government is not doing their job. And I absolutely agree with that statement. There might be someone thinking, well, teaching people business um, entrepreneurial skills in high school, not even waiting for varsity, start treating, teaching practical skills in high school so that by the time kids get to varsity, they already understand the principles of how business works. There's another person who might be sitting there thinking to themselves, well, what about just teaching people to stop being lazy, right? Because having and knowing how business works and understanding the principles of how to build a business, a successful business, giving people the right expectation because a business doesn't succeed in its first year. It takes three years to at least prove a business model, three years, and then 10 years to build it into a legacy, 10 to 15 years, something that will up outlive you. So these are very, very crucial things for us to learn and to have as general conversations in our community. But I think what I'm, the point that I'm trying to make at this point is we need to understand that entrepreneurship for it to succeed in our community as South Africans in our society as South Africans and in our smaller communities as well we first of all need to understand that there's a bigger picture to this right but the simple answer though to the question of is entrepreneurship the solution to South Africa's unemployment yes it is but it is part of the solution. There is more to the problem than than just making business, right? Uh, because, I mean, if you understand how business works, then you understand that if, for example, you are selling shoes, you're a shoemaker, you can make your shoes, but you cannot, there's no point in you making shoes if you can't deliver your shoes on time to the person who's ordering them. One of the things that I appreciate about our beautiful country is that our road infrastructure is quite honestly, I won't say it's excellent, but I will say that it's decent enough for us to conduct incredible business. Um, And I'm not going to compare South Africa to any other country because that would just lead to unnecessary offense. But I will say that we have incredible roads. We have malls in townships. We have, um, you know, our airlines are not the best. And, you know, we, we actually, let me just leave it at our airlines are not the best, but we have airlines that work within the country. You can travel from Pretoria to Cape Town, from Cape Town to Secunda, from Secunda to Nelspray, and you can do that without breaking a sweat, without many complications. You can order your flight on your phone. I mean, you, we don't have Uber in every city. 
Or, or I should rather say we don't have Uber in every province, in every township, in every suburb. We don't. We absolutely don't, unfortunately. But our infrastructure in terms of transporting goods works perfectly. And the reason I make that point is to say this. If that weren't the case, we could not build viable businesses because then it would be even that much harder to transport your goods from Polokwane uh, all the way to Gauteng or Mpumalanga because the roads need to work and that requires government to be involved in helping us build a sustainable infrastructure, right? Uh, Road infrastructure, public transport, which South Africa does not um, do very well in. Remember, guys, taxis are not public transport. Taxis are privately owned. They're not owned by the government. I I don't even believe that they're parastatal. Taxi association maybe, but the taxis themselves and the taxi um, um, owners, they're owned by independent individuals. Um, So that's something that I learned quite recently, actually. But anyways, apart from all of that, apart from all of those logistics, I said everything that I just said just to help you understand sitting at home that we're not ignorant of the fact that there are there is a bigger side to the problem there is a lot more to consider when it comes to the issues of business right there's also the issues of considering that you get more girls into business and not just um, um, you know just getting boys and stimulating them to conduct businesses making sure that every single culture and race is involved in building businesses that is something that we do acknowledge and it's something that we need to understand and pursue. However, let's look at the conversation within a vacuum, right? Can unemployment solve South Africa's, um, unem- uh, can um, entrepreneurship, pardon me, solve the issue of unemployment within our country? I honestly believe that the answer is unequivocally yes. The issue becomes what kinds of businesses we do. Right. Because first of all, I think this is an obvious one. We want to do businesses that are ethical, that are moral and that are legal. Right. We want to do businesses that actually make the country look good and make external investors want to invest in our internal businesses. Right. Number one. Um, Another thing is we want to build businesses that actually that are actually sustainable. Right. You don't just want to build businesses for the sake of having a business. Sometimes you may build a business and realize that actually this is not a a problem within South Africa. Every business needs to solve a problem. So you want to build a business that solves a local problem. And I think this might be particularly difficult for millennials. And I know that what I'm saying here is is, is a tough pill to swallow, particularly for millennials and Gen Z's. It's a very big um, issue and it's something we don't get right specifically because when we we are too influenced by content on YouTube on our social media so we're very very westernized to the point that we don't have a relationship and a clear understanding of the problems that plague Africa as a whole if I can ask you what is the big issue that is plaguing Kenya right now what is a big problem that you can solve in Senegal what is the big problem that you can solve just next door in Zimbabwe you don't know because you don't spend your time thinking about the problems that plague our continent right and and here's another thing right i learned this ah, such a beautiful lesson that i learned not every 
solution you make has to be for the middle class and upper middle class. Because when you look at Africa, Africa has a lower class problem. In fact, we have an overabundance of lower class problems, right? Where we have people who are struggling to get proper housing. Uh, we have people who are struggling to, who don't even have cars to begin with to travel from point A to point B. People who struggle getting water. Uh, people, you know, we have all of those problems. People who have to travel miles and luckily and fortunately it's not that big of a problem within South Africa but we have problems of people having to travel miles to buy their groceries because an Uber doesn't exist in every part of, of, of Africa um, and you might be sitting thinking there you might be sitting and thinking no, but given, I mean, you need, you, you can't expect people who live in townships to be able to afford an Uber. Here's the thing. There are uh, uh, European countries that have solved that problem in other parts of Africa, right? Because they spend their time understanding the actual problem. Because if you look at places, uh, and I know that I'm being a bit broad here and I'm doing it intentionally because we have to start thinking continentally and not just uh, nationally, right? Because we are a continent and there's a lot of opportunity that lies within our continent. And I think that's another thing that can actually help the issue of unemployment within South Africa, um, right? So the, the thing I wanted to mention is that you might not, the, the, the solution might not be in building an Uber where there's convenient cars, but you can get into business business that works on delivery through bicycles, which is cost effective. Um, some places in, in, in Africa and South Africa don't actually have street names. So it's difficult for an, a company like Uber to navigate. You can solve that problem by hiring locals to just get on bicycles and deliver in an affordable manner. Um, and the reason that I say this was an important lesson for me to learn is because that's the that's the problem that a store like Pep solved, right? Pep solves the problem of affording clothes for the lower class, which is the majority of South Africans. Um, and the point I'm trying to make is that we need to solve real tangible problems that the country is actually experiencing. Um, so in as much as entrepreneurship obviously is the solution to a lot of the problems that we have. Um, and obviously this will include our government working with us and us also remembering to solve problems that we actually have and making the conversation of entrepreneurship a tangible one for everyone, an accessible conversation for everyone, not just for people who are privileged, people who are upper middle class or people who are who have very good access to internet and who've been to posh schools. The most, you know, um, I don't want to say the most illiterate person could run a business. That would be very irresponsible of me to say, but you don't need the most uh, uh, educated people to run successful businesses. Uh, my grandfather was not a very educated man and he ran a very successful business. Business requires discipline. It requires you to educate yourself beyond just going to school and it requires you to continuously learn and understand the market that you're in. So if you're selling, uh, if you're in agriculture, you need to be a person who is willing to study the field of agriculture and how it works and how it impacts on, on, on the people around you. Are there technologies that you can employ in order to make it more cost effective, right? Um, so I, I absolutely am an advocate of the fact that entrepreneurship, and remember, ultimately, entrepreneurship is creation of value 
like when you create value, that means you're solving a problem that is has value to someone. So if you're going to come to me, for example, and say, given I'm selling an airplane, do you want to buy it? That doesn't solve any problem for me. I'm not a person who has an airplane problem, but I do have a car and my car needs washing right? My car needs, the tires need polishing. Um, I need a service for my car. Um, and that's a problem, that's a problem that you can solve that adds value to me. So entrepreneurship ultimately is a creation of value. And beyond that, right? This is the part that I love. Uh, I might be teaching you something here. Entrepreneurship is a creation of systems to a point that those systems function without you being present. Like that might take a while for, for, for it to sink in, but I want you to think about that, right? Whenever you put a system in place, a system is there so that it functions in your absence. The best businesses in the world function without it, their founders. So even when the founder leaves, that business continues to thrive and to function. The founder just needs to spend little effort in in pivoting that business, much like what uh, um, Jeff Bezos has done with Amazon. He's no longer the CEO, someone else is, but the system continues to run. He's no longer the person who makes the shoe or who delivers the book. He has systems in place so that people who don't even understand what's happening in other parts of the business, when they join the business and focus on only doing their job, the rest of the operation can flow smoothly. And that's how we need to think if you want to become entrepreneurs. You can become a, a, um, a sole proprietor. Then a sole proprietors often need to be at their business in their businesses till the day they die. You know, the person who owns a, a spaza shop and he goes to his business every day, wakes up every morning um, and he needs to be there. Otherwise, if he's not there, the business won't thrive because he has not put systems in place uh, that don't require him to come every day. That's what a true entrepreneur does. And if you can leave your business for three to six months and it survives without you and continues to be profitable, if you cannot do that, then you're not an entrepreneur. Or rather, you haven't reached that level of independent entrepreneurship. Um, so that is something that you, you should sit down and consider um, as an individual, right? Very, very important thing to do. Because if we don't start thinking that way, we will solve problems, but we won't solve them for the long term. But you know what? I've said a lot and I've said too much. It's time for us to hear what Mr. Charles Tutoy um, um, has to say and has to offer to this conversation. So Charles, uh, you can take over. One of the things in this country that uh, that I dislike a lot and that frustrates me a lot is the fact that we're sitting with a very, very, very high unemployment rate currently. I remember a couple of years ago I did some research just for my own personal experience and just for some information actually. And I did some research on uh, the unemployment rates all over the United States and stuff like that. And I found that the people were very, very, very frustrated with the state of Texas at that stage. If I remember correctly, Texas at that stage was the state in the United States with the highest amount of unemployment. In other words, the unemployment rate were the highest that it's, that it's ever been in any one of the other states. And their unemployment rate at that stage was 12%. <laughs> Meaning that in 100 people, 12 of them do not have any employment, right? 
currently South Africa, if I'm not mistaken, we said it between 53 and 58% almost. That's the true figure of unemployment, meaning 100 people, if you gather 100 people, 58 of them won't have a job. That is absolutely ridiculous. Then, uh, like the theme for this evening and that we are trying to share with you is the fact that I believe to a great, great, great deal that entrepreneurial enterprises and entrepreneurship is is sort of the solution to um, to the unemployment currently in South Africa. The reason for that is, is I mean, that we then will be looking for the private sector. Uh, we're looking to the private sector to assist us financially. Uh, not only that, but you won't be standing with your hands open and asking anyone for money. You would be able to go out and generate your own money. Now, we think that it is impossible to generate money, or not imp impossible, but very difficult to generate money, which it can be to a certain degree. But if you keep your eyes open, and uh, if you allow the Holy Spirit and God to lead you, I think that you would find opportunities. Now... The problem I think we face with, with uh, entrepreneurial enterprises as well as uh, entrepreneurship in South Africa is that people want to get rich. And there I think is the problem that lies with the, our approach with entrepreneurs currently in South Africa. I, I believe as a, as a Christian and as a small-time entrepreneur running a coffee shop, that my main focus is on in, in the in the shop should not necessarily be to generate an income that is a main focus but actually to alleviate uh, unemployment is a bigger focus meaning that the salary that me and my wife is currently getting from the coffee shop is really really not a lot but we are able to employ two different people um, so in other words we're sitting with four people now that the school holidays is starting we're employing a schoolgirl for for the time being, give it a little like a, a holiday job or whatever you want to call it, right? The reason we do that is to to get people to get to earn an income. <laughs> we um, we're not getting wealthy. Uh, we definitely won't ever probably get wealthy from the coffee shop. But at least there's two more people, three if you count the schoolgirl, um, that's earning an income from our entrepreneurial enterprise, from our entrepreneurship that we are starting. In, in in the in the area that we are currently living with meaning that there are two people that won't have to apply for sasa grants there are two people that's the, the the one lady has actually got children their children can get fed can get clothes can pay for schoolwork and everything because someone started a business and did not merely look to the government or to church to assist them um, and it seems like i'm speaking prideful of myself but that is that is not it we if we if we understand the book of proverbs correctly or the actually let me rephrase that the correct interpretation of the book of proverbs whenever it speaks of a righteous person is not merely the fact that a righteous person is standing in righteousness before god because of christ jesus remember this book was written uh, if i'm mistaken 600 to a thousand years before jesus the book of proverbs were written a righteous man in the book of proverbs is someone that does right by god with living justly not only living justly in other words being justified and having justice in all his decisions but spending his money justly and wisely what does that then mean spending your money justly and righteously according to the book of proverbs meaning that you are not 
asking people exorbitant amount exorbitant amounts for the services that you deliver or the product that you are trying to sell much rather you are charging them less in order for you not to get that much income but the income that you do generate you will then try to employ someone else so what i'm trying to say is that's the way that god envisioned this entire world that we as not only as christians but as africans uh, should live in a communal sense right we should not be the ones that's running to the government and say pay give us our money uh, give us our social grants that's not the way that we are living i understand that the big amounts of people large amount of people that's currently the only money they get i really do understand that but what i'm trying to say is that was not god's plan god's plan is for me and given and other people like Danny Vambili start a business employ people teach them in that business how to start their own business so that they can start other businesses and then employ different people and teach more people how to run businesses how to operate finances so that the entire country from that situation will actually flourish the entire country will do a lot better if we can do the country if the country can be entrepreneurial we will not be looking to the south african reserve bank we will not be looking to all those things for in order for us to do financially good we will be able to trade self and do good um and that i that's where i think that the the solution lies i know unemployment is a massive thing currently in south africa and it's probably going to be for a couple of decades still not i don't want to be a doom prophet but that is unfortunately the way it is. But if you open your eyes for opportunities, be it in the agricultural sector, be it in recreational things, be it in hospitality, you open your eyes, God, I think, will lead you to become an entrepreneur. The moment you become then an entrepreneur, remember that you need to train mm. other entrepreneurs mm. and how they yeah, can do yeah. better and generate the oh. income for themselves. Yeah, no, I will. I will absolutely admit that this is a very, very complex topic. Um, it's a complex discussion that definitely cannot. We cannot cover it in it holistically at this moment, right? And we do hope that you've taken what you've taken and have at least heard enough to know that for one. Uh, business will always be the solution for 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 any country, right? Because you want to be be able to empower people by giving them businesses, businesses that they can leave as a legacy for their children and their children's children. Um, you want to build businesses that employ communities within <clears throat> people within communities, right? You want to build businesses that empower and help in the long run establish an economy rather than uh, leading to its demise and there are you know it's it's very in beautiful when we gather together as uh, regular people and teach one another the lessons that we've learned in our own individual pursuit of business <clears throat> and we're very interested to learn what your inputs are uh, to this conversation as well so um, if you want to contribute to this conversation or just listen to it again and share it with a friend uh, remember that I Am Youth is available on all podcast streaming platforms including Spotify so simply just search for I Am Youth um, and you should be able to access our content um, including this very uh, conversation here as well as on social media Facebook, Instagram and uh, TikTok and on YouTube you can search for I Am Youth and you will be able or I Am Youth Radio at I Am Youth Radio and you'll be able to find us there.